My message to Biden? No way, Jose. The following footage proves beyond any doubt that the tanks intentionally set the house on fire. It proves that the Branch Davidians were murdered. You can see that this tank has a gas jet on the front that shoots fire. You can also see the fire quite plainly. The tank goes into the house twice, and each time as it backs out, the fire at the gas jets is plainly visible. We must all do more to recognize and look for the early warning signals that deeply troubled young people send. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Jose Galison. You're watching No Way Jose. You can find us on YouTube, all the major art packagers, and Rumble as well. No guest today. Uh, doing a live stream. I'm having a little bit of a weird week uh, this week. I can't. I don't really have any scheduled guests or anything scheduled this week. Uh, I'm gonna try to do like at least one other episode. Just kind of throwing them together this week. I have uh, two. I have two cats that are due this week, and I kind of. It's hard to plan shit around that. So I kind of gotta be on standby for that. So I couldn't, didn't really want to waste anyone's time and schedule them for that. But we're doing a live stream today. I was going to go through like a roundup of a few different things. Uh, you know, this is also kind of like an AMA thing. So if you're, uh, if you're in the chat, if you have any questions, whatever, I see a bunch of guys in there. Feel free to pop in, ask whatever. If you're a patron, I gave you guys a little code. And uh, if there's something you want me to bring up, I'll bring it up as long as you put a little code in there. Uh, for example, I know this guy right here is one of them. Uh, he says, sup, and he says, congrats on your upcoming birth. What's up, Tyler? Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, someone brought up the Jewish tunnels in there already. Uh, I was wanting to do the Jewish, the Jew tunnels today. I was planning on doing like a solo episode on it. Uh, but I kind of was holding off because I saw that Dom Luker dude, uh, however the hell you say his name, uh, that like gremlin looking dude. Uh, with the Gucci shit and all, all whatever, uh, you know, he's covering it right now, I guess, but it looks like he's kind of doing a bullshit job from the little bit I've seen, so, cause it's my understanding too, they already closed him up, so it's kind of like, I don't know the fuck you expect to find, I mean, you'd be better off finding people and talking to them as opposed to going through the tunnels, <laughs> according to Top Lobster, some of the videos yeah, he was sending is, uh, that Dom was doing was, uh, looks like he was going through fucking just normal subway tunnels, which that is a thing in New York. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's more to the story. I guess he has more coming out. I don't fucking know. So we'll find out. I do want to remind you guys how this works. Uh, normally, uh, like I said, I'm giving my patrons a perk for this. I don't normally do live streams, but I was covering some current event stuff. So I figured, uh, you know, do live stream. Uh, but like I said, I gave them a little bit of perk. But usually how this works is... Fucking, um, usually how this works is, kind of I'm having a fucking brain fart, is uh, I'll, I'll do these, I'll record them, do a live stream for my patrons specifically, and about a week later it'll go out. Uh, but uh, doing the live stream day is a little bit different, but if you want to get those early stuff, uh, other perks, uh, like the uh, being me, you know, kind of like almost a super chat function for my patrons, uh, you need to go to patreon.com, snowyjose2020, help support what I'm doing. That's what you do. If you don't want to do that's fine. If you still want to support, share. Uh, like all that stuff, uh, you know, send out clips, uh, you know, recommend the podcast, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, lowest level for that is two bucks, highest level is my sponsors, and I read them off every episode. I have Toad of Tower Gang, um, who's my co host on there, at Tower Gang Toad, then I have at Abrogate D's, then I have Kevin B. Clark, a full time guitarist and private music teacher in the New York area, then at Z O V E R A C K, then at underscore Infinite Zeal, then Jacob Daniel of the Biblical Anarchy podcast. You can follow him at Biblical Anarchy, then Tim Tuttle. At Jolly Young Klebold, then at Stinky Sock 420, who's the singer of the band Bender, which is a hardcore, uh, like a, kind of like a metalcore band. 
Uh, I thought I've listened to some of their stuff. Pretty fucking dope. I love it. Uh, Patreon.com Snowy Jose 2020. That's where it's at. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and start getting into the show. I do want to give a, someone's mentioned something about the intro. Uh, yeah, that's Laney. That's, uh, Laney Habamock. I don't even remember how the fuck you say his name, but yeah, go find him on Twitter. He's a lot of good shit like that. But there is one that's been kind of particularly bugging me, uh, with the, oh, someone brought up my, my changing my Zoomer haircut. I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. I just kind of gelled it up and selected back a little bit. I don't know. Do you mean my slick back? I, I on that. I think I've already addressed that. But someone, I just got a really fucked up haircut, and I did the thing I always do whenever I get haircuts and I fall asleep and I woke up to like, what the fuck did you do? Uh, and yeah, that's the story of that. So whatever. I made the best out of it. But yeah, let's uh, let's get into these. Uh, this this one right here. Let me bring it up first. I don't not really necessary too much to share this, but I'll I'll share it anyways. Uh, this, this shit right here. Uh. I've been seeing a lot of this stuff recently. The whole, uh, and, and the, the reasoning, kind of where this started is there's some stuff recently that came out that was like, um, it was, I guess it's DEI going on in, uh, in, the, air, in the airplane uh, industry or whatever. Uh, and yeah, that's bad. Don't get me wrong. But uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I know a lot of you guys may know my background, but I was a, uh, just a few years ago, I got a active duty Air Force. I was an aircraft mechanic for over a decade. Uh, and I'm not saying that to say like I'm some big wigs uh, or, or like I know a lot about it, but I know a decent amount. And a lot of the shit I've been seeing, a lot of people coming out, uh, you know, for one, let me, well, I guess I'll read this off to you guys for the audio, audio one. This one says, breaking Alaskan Airlines says many of its Boeing 737 MAX 9 planes were found to have loose bolts. Now, I'm just using this example. I've seen a few other ones similar to this. Uh, probably the biggest one was that engine fire we saw in Miami, uh, which, okay, yeah, that one, all right, that's kind of bad. But even then, uh, engine fires happen. Like, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure there was probably some reasoning. It was probably maybe some sort of fault in the maintenance, but it happens. It's, it's kind of rare. Uh, I mean, I've never had an engine fire ever, you know, on any aircraft I was ever working on, but I know people who have, so it's not that crazy. It's usually just a flare up and it goes out. Uh, I mean, in planes, they have what's called, I mean, I, I guess I say this, I only worked on one plane uh, the entire time I was in the military. So just, I mean, I don't know if this is like universal, but I'm assuming it's probably pretty similar. The jet I worked on was made in like the fucking 40s or 50s. So I would assume a lot of other ones have similar such things. Um, but on our jet, we have these things called T-handles that you would pull, and there was one for each engine, and it would essentially cut off fuel to the engine. So and this is why most jets have more than, uh, you know, more than one uh, aircraft engine. They really only need, uh, for jet engines, usually only need like one to be able to take off, to be able to land. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, you don't want to be in a jet with only one engine. Not a fun time. But, I mean, one blows out, you pull the T-handle, it stops so after a little bit, and you land. And that's kind of what they did. Uh, but yeah, I've been seeing those. I also saw a picture of someone, I guess uh, there was a New York Times article where someone... Uh, Someone, uh, I guess, saw, looked out their window and saw that there was some bolts, some screws, bolts, fasteners, whatever, was missing from the, uh, the, from the, um, from one of the panels on top of the wing. And it was like four screws. And this was on a panel that had probably over 20, if not more, like, probably looked like well over 30. You can't really see too well in the picture. But uh, that's not that uncommon. On this one right here, too, the one I have up, uh, I think I already said it. They're loose bolts. I guarantee you every plane that on every, like, okay, I, maybe with, with some exceptions, but for the most part, just about every plane has some loose bolts. Like that's just, that's just, there are like, if like anytime I would follow up, there would always be some screw. Someone didn't tighten completely, whatever. Um, I mean, it's my understanding. I mean, take this a grain of salt. Cause I mean, I was hearing it from other military guys is the military is actually typically more stringent on their uh, stuff when it comes to, you know, their standards. So, yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> what is it? said a, uh, a plane is not see a random flare-up is more just an inconvenience, more more like death. So maybe it is. Uh, well, that's reference to the uh, plane. Uh, I'm assuming that's the Miami. Uh, I mean, to, for one, the whole plane didn't catch on fire. And don't be wrong, that would be terrifying if you're on it. I'm just saying it happens. So, and if, so if you're looking at an anecdotal example of one, jet engine and don't worry i'm not using trying to at all justify the di dei shit i'm just saying that planes crash and things happen with planes and so to point to one anecdotal example it just kind of makes people look retarded especially with some of the bolt ones especially if you know anything about this stuff 
Like for example, the the panel I was talking about that they had screws off. It's actually common practice in in like at least specifically in the military where they will like you can fly without the the certain ones. Sometimes there won't be a nut plate or whatever. And yeah, you fucking you you put what's called speed tape on it, which is just like a tape that you put over it. That way, it still has a smooth air like smooth airfoil, whatever. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, they don't even know how to act riding a plane. How could they expect to fly? Oh, somebody says in there, how many bolts were loose on Kobe's chopper? Uh, yeah, I mean, don't be wrong. There, I'm sure that this DEI, DEI push will definitely have issues. But I'm just saying, like, pointing out every little example, especially stupid shit like this, which I get it. If you don't know anything about planes or, or like, how to, like, do, working on them specifically... Uh, yeah, it's it would look concerning, uh, but you know something like four screws missing off a panel with a bunch of other screws, it's not going to rip off in flight. Like it's just not. Like I, I mean, I mean don't I guess I guess I can't say entirely for certain because I couldn't tell exactly in that picture what all was under the the panel. You know whatever, but for the most part, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, e either way, my point being is don't be fucking retarded. I'm just I'm just saying like don't don't. I don't know. It just I guess maybe that's just like a little thing for me. I know this is silly. Um, someone said I'd rather fly with missing bolts or a vaccinated pilot. Missing bolts. Like there are so many damn bolts on a plane. So many. So every just about any plane there is out there, they probably have either missing bolts or loose bolts. So and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that that's good. Like if I was like a manager at like or, or like someone running the, the crew of maintainers that, that like work on these jets, I'd be irritated. I'd be very upset. I'd be like, what the fuck? You guys look like shit. You're not really doing a good job. Like how, like this just, it's embarrassing, but like, this is why you're supposed to dot your I's and cross your T's. But at the end of the day, this is actually common practice. For example, the bolts, not like not even having the bolts or, or not all of them, obviously like with just about most panels on a plane, there's like usually a shitload of bolts on it. So, you know, if you have a, a panel that has 40 bolts and three are missing, it's fucking fine. Like, it's not a safety of flight issue. Now, it may not look good uh, in what you're supposed to do. I don't know how this, if this works on the private side of things, but usually you, you document it somewhere, and that way it's in the in the stuff that goes with the plane that, like, is, like, essentially, like, their file. So that way, if, you know, someone's like, whoa, that screw is missing, they can just refer to the, the you know, it's for the military. It's, like, the forms is what they call it. You can look at it and you go, oh, yep, that was already written up. That's fine. It's missing a nut plate, whatever. Uh, not a big deal. Uh, so it's it's not that uncommon. It's not, I, I don't know. It's it's just, it's, it is what it is. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next thing. I wanted to bring up this. And this is kind of, I guess, like a teaser. I guess I'm kind of almost asking you guys. Uh, I've been putting off putting, doing part two of my, uh, what's it called? My uh, Fed Encounters of Third Kind series is what I called it, which is... Uh, it's like, basically I pulled it straight out of Aberration of the Heartland of Real, where she did this chapter where she was covering kind of alien stuff, uh, and kind of that, in kind of that they're, the, the conclusion isn't that the, none of that shit is real. The, the idea is that they have been thoroughly infiltrated and so much disinfo and misinfo that you don't know what to trust. Uh, and I've been meaning to do the second part, which would be the finale to it. And I just haven't gone around to it. Uh, so I don't know, I guess I'm kind of like, that's a, I'm leaning towards maybe doing that. Maybe, uh, maybe not. Maybe I'll do the Jew tunnels one. You guys tell me in the chat. What do you guys, do you want a Jew tunnel episode? Do you want me to finish my alien episode? But either way, uh, my buddy Ken Silver recently wrote a piece. Uh, because one of the top UFO officials says current alien investigation is a hoax. And honestly, if you guys have been following along with any of this whistleblower stuff, uh, that's kind of my take. It seems like bullshit to me. Uh, and just close. I, I don't really have any like solid evidence. Uh, and to, to be fair with this one, uh, there, there was a penal, uh, he said last June, a Pentagon whistleblower went public. Yeah. That's what I'm referring to the guy that, uh, the guy that fucking, you know, with all the new stuff coming out, that's kind of what it's centered around. Uh, and it's actually not even new stuff. Like, like it says right here, didn't provide any physical evidence. There hasn't been. He's just been saying to Congress, ooh, there's an alien. Like, and actually, he's been very careful in his words. He's been like almost borderline litigious in how he words things uh, to where like he would word it to where like, oh, people think you mean alien, but you could be meaning literally any living thing aside from a human. Uh, but yes, essentially, this individual named Sean 
Kirkpatrick, the former head of the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or AARO, uh, recently kind of came out and said, yeah, this is kind of bullshit. It says, during a full-scale, year-long investigation of the story, which has been told and retold by a small group of interconnected believers and others with possibly less than honest intentions, none of whom have first-hand accounts on any of this, he discovered a few things, none of were about aliens. Uh, he actually ended up stepping down from his post. You can see that in this article. I recommend reading it uh, because, you know, his reasoning kind of be like, this is fucking bullshit, essentially. Uh, he says, some members of Congress prefer to opine about aliens to the press rather than get an evidence-based briefing on the matter. Members have a responsibility to exhibit critical thinking skills instead of seeking the spotlight. And he said, as, the, as of the time of my departure, none... Let me repeat, none of the conspiracy-minded whistleblowers in the public eye have elected to come to AARO to provide their evidence and statement for the record despite numerous invitations. And yes, well, this is obviously this is one Fed dude talking about another Fed dude. So, I mean, take this all with a grain of salt. I'm just saying, if anything, this kind of like gets to more of my point being is that, yeah, none of those fucking, like you, it's been so thoroughly. And I, I think especially once I get into part two of this series, you guys will get the idea uh, that's where it really gets into, like, the first one I kind of, it, it was, I, I say I, but I was kind of like, once again, I'm basically just paraphrasing what Wendy Painting had already done in her book. But, you know, in the first one, kind of laid down the roots, kind of the the overarching ideas that, that you know, kind of built up to the, the modern day, like, UFO research type stuff. And the second one kind of starts going to the specific actors who have been outed over time as legitimate misinfo. Uh, people like they literally will infiltrate these groups like there's one kind of renowned case where they took one dude and they basically drove him fucking nuts you know kind of feeding him crazy information and doing all sorts of weird shit just to fuck with this guy i can't remember the specifics they were literally kind of like playing borderline pranks i don't remember i want to say they were kind of like messing with them, making them think he was seeing ufos and all sorts of weird shit but yeah the feds will do stuff where they'll find you know, kind of a semi-official looking papers and say that, hey, there are white hats within the, the organization and, hey, uh, we're going to we're gonna fucking hook you up uh, with all this information as long as you give us information. That way it kind of seems like a quid pro quo. I mean, there's a million different ways they go about it, but essentially they kind of thoroughly infiltrate that and you can kind of take that multiple ways, whether that means they, aliens are real and they're trying to, you know, so thoroughly, uh, you know, infiltrate the movement to where people can't trust anything and so they're just kind of like, Oh, I guess aliens aren't real or kind of the opposite to where it's, uh, you know, they're kind of trying to distract from some of their more secret operations they're doing. I mean, or both really. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it all kind of, all right, I'm going to kind of look through, <laughs> uh, Jose used to find screws in his cargo pockets for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If you're a maintainer, you do that shit all the time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I've, I feel like I was always pretty good about making sure I did all my shit. All right, uh, Jose, what do you think about inviting Ryan Christian to do on to do a deep dive on the Patriot front? Um, I don't know who that is. I have no idea with that. I mean, I have no problem with that. I'm, I'm, I know there's been, it seems like lately, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if there was some news or what, but a lot of like the big right wing guys have been going on about how, about how it's, irresponsible to say that the Patriot front or the Patriot front guys are feds or whatever. And I, I still lean towards that. I'm sorry. It just, they just look like they glow. I, I, and I'm not in, in the, the, the line that people go to is that like anytime any of us guys organize, everyone thinks they're feds and it's like, okay, fair point. Uh, but this one, I don't know. It just glows like a motherfucker. I mean, and it could be wrong. I know Ken, uh, I talked to Ken before me, which episode it was, and his, his idea was that they're kind of like feeder groups where essentially like these are kind of groups where people kind of get sort of pushed to sort of, and then from there they kind of like can pick. And, and, and my point being is that this isn't like a thoroughly infiltrated, it's more or less just kind of like they're more hanging back and then just kind of, well, then like certain people kind of deal. Uh, so not, not the idea that all of them are feds or whatever. Uh, my buddy Tyler says, stop thinking they were feds after their Idaho arrests and all their names released. Uh, I've, I feel like I talked to someone about that, but I forget. Uh, oh, The Last American Vagabond. I've heard of that guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, if someone, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, um, send me his ad or, or at him or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I might build, I mean, I don't know what his take is on all that. I mean, maybe I'd be interested. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I have no problem with inviting that guy on. 
All right, here's a big one that why though kind of the big reason why I really wanted to do this. This one that I'm about to bring up is kind of crazy. Um, and a lot of you guys, if you're on um, if you're on Twitter, you you've probably already seen this. Which which one is this? Is this one? Nope, this one. What the fuck? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still getting used to how to do this shit. All right, here we go. Uh, this shit right here. This stuff is wild. All right, uh, this is Arizona Republican Party Chair Jeff DeWitt on a secret recording with Carrie Lake. Uh, this is crazy stuff. Is there a number at which... I can be bought. <laughs> That's what it's about. You can take a pause for a couple of years. No. And then go right back to what you're doing. No. 10 million, 20 million, 30, no, no, no. A billion, no. This is not about money. This is about our country. I think it's disturbing that they would even, that anybody would think this is. I, I, no, to be fair, even me, even me, I'll say this. I want a fresh face right now for the reason that I've never seen anyone. I can't think of a single person in a federal race who've lost, ran in and won. I can't think of it. If you can think of it, let me know. I'm not going to let these people who hate our country tell me not to run. You should call them and tell them to get behind me. So what's going on? What is, I'm assuming this is our friend. Oh, this is, this is, this is back east. They, there are very powerful people that want to keep you out. Oh no, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So. This conversation never happened. This is crazy, though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. Well, maybe you're right. They are right. They are corrupt. Maybe. This is right. Don't, don't go. You never know. I don't get myself in trouble. This, if you, if you say no, that's just fine. It's your choice. Don't tell people. I They're going to try to have me murdered. <laughs> I don't either. world, man. If that stuff that came out last week is right about the cartel stuff, I mean, they say the cartel's operating in 50 states right now. Like all 50, you mm -hmm. know? So. So what, what, what's going on? Who is it? What? Forget the who. Let me just tell you the what. Let's just say there are people calling around saying, gosh, no, they can't be this. Never be this. If you say no, don't, because they, I got offered to buy out. Yeah. Because then we lose our ability to get things done other, in the future. Here's this, my problem. Rather than just say, let's work with her. She's a great candidate. Because they don't own me. And it pisses me off. Yeah, it's not it's about ownership. It's about control. I don't know if it's about control. It's about being on the team. I guess that's it. You know what I mean? They want to be on the team. They want you to be on their team. But just team. You know? But if they're pushing a globalist agenda, I can't do that. So what do they want? What do they want me to do? You want me to stay out for two years. <laughs> what? Let me tell you what I can offer you. What? Um, I said, you can do whatever you want. It's talking head, this and that. So the ask of me was, it's kind of funny. So the, the ask I got today from back east was, this is, has to sit is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll and give her to keep her out? And I said, well, what do you want to do? Like, whatever we need to do. This is about defeating Trump. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. DeSantis is not America first. This is about the final death blow to Trump. And I don't think that's good for our country. I love Trump. I love Trump. It's not good for our country, Jeff. It's not, but at the same time, I'm not even sure Trump can win again. I don't know that he can win again. I think what it really comes down to for a lot of people, it's not really about like control or agenda, it's just about the ability to raise money to win. You know? If you really want to know, all of politics, politics falls down to money, I think. Mm -hmm. And even on their end, like what makes them the most money? I know. These, all these consultants don't want their, their payday to end. And I don't want to make...
make a deal with these kind of people. This is what he's dying on. I am not, if they're going to steal the election to make me and our, our movement go away, I'm not letting them do that. I owe it to the people of Arizona or to carry their torch and their voice. Or you don't go away, but you pause. This is the battles right now, Jeff. You pause and you throw your coffers. No, the battle is right now. The battle is right now, and um, we don't have time to, to pause on this battlefield. You're not. What you can't scratch their back. It's not afraid of you. Yeah. You don't have anything to offer them, and they're sitting around people that have something to offer them. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's a it's a back scratching club. That's all DC is. It's a big mm -hmm. back scratching club. You're in no you're in no position to scratch anybody's back, and you've already made it known that if you get there, you're not going to scratch anybody's back. I don't scratch people's back. You know, I was I've been on the outs for a lot of people for a long time. I don't scratch backs. Mm -hmm. You know, where are we in two years? If they steal the election again. Listen to what you're saying. Why don't we do something about it? So that we the people can pick our... What can we do? I'm not willing to accept that. And I'm going to be the biggest pain in these people's... Go back and tell them that. I'm running. And I'm going to be the biggest pain in their... And I'm willing to tell them that. And they're going to have to kill me. To stop me. I know. I know. You don't have to tell all right. Yeah, that shit's crazy. I mean, assuming uh, Carrie is telling the truth, uh, and this isn't some weird, uh, I don't know, op of some sort, which I, I don't know, I guess I kind of don't think it is. Uh, I don't know how the hell, what the circumstances of this were getting leaked, but yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy shit. Uh, and I have a feeling that dude does scratch other people's backs, considering the fact he's even having this conversation with her. But yeah, a lot of crazy stuff in there. And I, I don't really, I mean, I guess I say crazy, but this isn't really even all that crazy. It's just more that, like, this is coming to light. Uh, I mean, if you guys follow my channel, you know, shit, I cover stuff like OKC, the Finders Cult, um, you know, all sorts of other stuff. You know, I've been talking about, like, stuff like a lot of the, you know, satanic pedophile shit and stuff like that recently. And so I don't, I'm not, like, at all surprised. It's just kind of, I guess it's kind of cool just seeing it out in the open like that. Uh, this is how the stuff works. Uh, someone brought up in here FMK, uh, which we all know what that means. I'm not going to say what that means for the sake of uh, YouTube. Carrie Lake, Tulsi Gabbard, and Sarah Palin. That's actually that's a hard one. I'd probably marry Carrie Lake uh, just because she just seems like probably of the three. Uh, you know, I don't know, maybe the coolest one to kind of chill with in that way. Uh, I don't know. Between the other two, that'd be hard. Uh, I guess Tulsi for the F and then Sarah for the K, but it's not like I really have anything specifically against her. Someone said in here too, JC said, uh, Jew tunnels were a flash on the pan in my opinion. Funny for a week, but what else can we say at this point about it? There is a lot to say about it. Uh, I've been kind of reeling going down weird different uh, holes of that. And um, I, I want to clarify, because I mean, obviously I've talked about this on on tower gang and other stuff and i might have been a little bit hyperbolic i don't want at all anyone to think that i'm asserting that there was definitely you know um i don't know blood libel or whatever the hell you want to say going on there uh but i think if you if you don't at least raise your eyebrows and go what the fuck is going on here and you've kind of lost the plot uh, you know, especially, you know, once you start digging to it, looking at some of the stuff that goes on in the Hasidic communities, this isn't the first time there's been, um, you know, there are, uh, from my understanding, their community that keeps themselves, handles things in business, in, in house, which has caused some problems, uh, which, I mean, I don't know enough about Judaism to really go on some sort of rant or I don't I mean, there's so many different sects of it. Uh, I mean, hell, I was on a weird fucking, you know, rabbit hole, you know, recently if anyone follows me on twitter you might know what i mean with the pogroms and all the different expulsions and how many of them were for like blood uh or ritual murder which i mean i, I and then i kind of went this weird thing where i found these things called the sabbatean frankists which apparently i guess the sabbatean was like kind of a precursor to the hasidic movement so it's like i, I don't know at a, to what extent these things and uh, to be i guess to kind of give a summary the sabbatean frankists i guess were kind of like this weird um, offshoot of Judaism that at one point, and I guess some people think that some of the blood libel came from that because they were actually kind of straight up doing that shit. But I mean, I don't, I don't know what to how much, how, to what extent that's true. Cause in the same time, it sounds like 
later then the Sabbateans then accused some of the other Jews of doing that stuff so I don't know uh, I haven't done enough of a deep dive but you know I guess supposedly the Sabbateans their whole thing was a or the Frankists the Sabbatean Frankists which because I think that's even the Frankists is even more specific uh, version that I guess they supposedly found their Messiah because it sounds like this is kind of like a common thing in Judaism is every now and then there's some sort of offshoot which thinks they found their Messiah or something. Uh, and even then, I guess different offshoots have different interpretations of what it even means by Messiah, like whether it even means a specific person. But point being is there's been some that thought they found them. And then because of that, they went down weird rabbit holes. Like, for example, with the Sabbatean Frankists, I guess they got into... They thought that their guy, I guess, flipped the law. Because, I mean, anyone who knows uh, Christianity knows the whole idea of Jesus. He came and he, uh, I mean, I guess there's different interpretations of whether he changed the law or where he, you know, gave a new law or where he kind of added to it or whatever, kind of the, the law of the Old Testament. Uh, and, uh, yes, the with the Sabbateans, their idea was that with their Messiah, he came and he kind of essentially flipped it. And uh, there's where this concept called antinomialism comes in, which is essentially the idea that, like, it's a kind of against rules and not in, like, the, you know, ANCAP type way, but more in, like, the almost like the Alistair Crowley type way where it's like we're going to try to do the most depraved shit we can. I guess the Sabbatean Frankists were doing weird shit like orgies and supposedly incest, and then there's accusations of kind of the blood libel type stuff. Uh, so I, I don't know what the truth, but essentially my point being is kind of this is a, this is me using using the <laughs> the J tunnels as kind of an excuse to kind of jump off and talk about other things and I, and also just kind of I think once you you know and w once you start understanding things like the the McMartin stuff uh, some of the you know the like the preschool there the the finders called uh, you know some of the Epstein once you start kind of like putting these connections together stuff like the J tunnels that just happened it kind of goes what the fuck is going on here like kind of you start noticing a lot of patterns and that doesn't mean just because you're noticing patterns doesn't mean that means that they were doing it but there's some weird stuff there and my point being is it's kind of it kind of you can use it as something to jump off of for other conversations and I think it's worth having and I don't know I, I like touching third rails. And I like the idea that this story was something that came out in the open and was like sort of this, it's almost like no longer was a third rail, but then it kind of got dropped quickly. Uh, all right. Uh, feel free to keep feeding me questions. I got, I got a couple more. Uh, one second. Share screen. All right. A lot of you guys may have been paying attention to this stuff. Um, yeah. You, you, if recently, I guess uh, there's been some stuff going on with the, border in texas uh i guess there was kind of been a dispute this has been an ongoing thing i think for a few months now if not maybe even longer where uh texas has been the texas this you know has been trying to stop some of the border crossings and it seems like the the biden administration has been doing like kind of you know getting in their way foiling their efforts uh essentially like the Na the national guard they were putting up uh, the biggest thing was uh the, the razor wires that they had in the barriers. Uh, and I guess there was a Supreme Court decision that the federal government is allowed to remove them because that was kind of the issue is that uh, they were taking down their barriers that they were putting up, their wire, whatever. Uh, and yeah, the, the Supreme Court ruled that they're allowed to, which to be fair, that like I, I understand that I think that, I mean, I'm not, a con I don't know the constitution super duper well. So I don't, I don't know how, if that's legit, it, it kind of makes sense to me from what the federal government's supposed to do. Generally speaking, you would think they would control federal borders and Texas is butted up against a, you know, their country. So that would make it a federal border. So I can understand that. Uh, but I'm also, despite that, whether it's constitutional or not, I don't give a fuck. I'm not a constitutionalist. Generally speaking. Yeah. I am like, if we could get back to a point to where we're abiding by the constitution, that'd be cool. But in the end of the day, if I find something uh, that within the Constitution that clashes with my ideas, I'm not I'm not going to be like, oh no, well the Constitution says I don't give a shit. Uh, so I definitely fall uh, with the Texas on this one, and that's not even to say that you know I, when it comes to the border stuff, I've always been fairly agnostic. I guess I lean towards more of like a Hoppian understanding. Uh, you know, although I'm still, and even then I think my, if I understand correctly, I believe even Hoppe wasn't really necessarily calling 
on um, the government to do anything. They were just, he's more or less just saying that like, this is what would be more proper within a government situation. But either way, um, point being, I norm, I'm not, I, I, this isn't me taking a border position necessarily. This is more me taking a state to federal position. So uh, I'm of the opinion that, you know, I, I would rather the state uh, be able to buck the Fed and do whatever the fuck they want. And I'm, I go even further than that. I mean, if there was some, if there was some fucking town, city, county, whatever, that wanted to erect a barrier for some reason or whatever, and they agreed upon it, or agreed upon in whatever their government way they go about it, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. And I want that to go even further and going down to the, the individual person. Obviously, no one's saying people can't put up fences. I mean, although I guess there's probably some areas where you have HOAs, but it's a different story. Point being is, uh, yeah, I... Uh, I fall with a stay in this one, and I think this uh, this could boil up into something here soon, because uh, this is them. They're today uh, the point of bring this up. The national Texas National Guard is defying the fight, uh, defiling, defying the ruling, installing more barriers and razor wires in Shelby Park. Uh, so yes, they're you know actively just doing kind of going against it. Although I don't know the specifics of the Supreme Court ruling, so I don't know if this is in any way like actually breaking the law. Because it says, I mean, just looking at this, is they can remove it. So does that mean they can't put it back up? And that just means that now we're in this like annoying, like childish cycle where uh, <laughs> Texas puts it up, uh, federal government takes it down, and then just kind of just keep doing it over and over again. I don't know, but either way, this could boil up into something, and I'm all here for it. I wish more states would do shit like this, just kind of flagrantly do whatever the fuck they want, and the federal government can eat dick. Uh, I don't give a shit. Uh, all right. Uh, let me see what I got for system. Have you ever covered the M O V E bombing? That sounds familiar, but it's not ringing a specific bell. Uh, I have not, I can, I can say for sure. I haven't covered it. Uh, but I, I can't say I specifically recall which one that is. Uh, Preemption will rule the day that, uh, on immigration towards the feds. I'll be interested to see why Gorsuch and Thomas were in the minority. Yeah, I remember that was one of the key points, is that, like, why why were these guys uh, on, on that side? Although, I don't know, I, I feel like I can understand the reasoning. Maybe they'll get the reasoning later. Uh, boo -boo -boo. Watching out-of-shape fed cops fight out-of-shape natty guardsmen is a Civil War comedy I can't wait to see. Yeah, I, I don't know... I don't know who wins that one. Uh, although, well, actually, I say that I feel like uh, I feel like Texas would probably win that one uh, overall because I don't think the federal government would really have the balls to do anything too crazy. Honestly, I feel like this will probably be something that'll be dealt with in the courts. Uh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't really feel like the Fed has the gumption to do any sort of crazy shit like maybe they would have done back in the day in the Civil War. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm all for Texas seceding, although I, I doubt it'll get to that point. But I, I like that we're getting further down this road of, you know, normalizing the idea of states openly, openly flouting whatever the hell the, the federal government does, which we've had this in the past. I know, what was it, like 2016 era? I think we had a lot of like gun stuff going on. Uh, and at that point, the there was a lot of particularly like conservative areas and rural areas that were just kind of like instituting, uh, I forget the name of the laws they were using, but essentially they were doing whatever the fuck they wanted. And they were openly in their laws saying like, hey, we don't care what the federal government does, says, this is what we're doing. Uh, and the same thing goes for weed. Uh, you know, that started, I think, over in like Cali. And that's basically everywhere. And we're still in this weird position right now where we have, I don't know, it's got to be something 30 to 40 states that have at least medical, if not, uh, you know, actually, might, I would be willing to guess probably closer to 40, if not over 40, that have medical, but I might be wrong. Uh, and then obviously, them probably damn near at least half the states probably have, uh, you know, recreational, but yeah, it's still federally illegal. But are we ever going to see anyone really have any federal charges for that? I highly doubt it, but you never know. We might. Who, who fucking knows? Uh, all right, let's bring up the next thing. All right, this one, uh, this one uh, is kind of, I would recommend for this one, you guys, uh, if you want to dig into this one a little bit more, go check out uh, Radix Verum. She's a friend of the show. 
uh, and she's did a good good video on this. But here's my buddy Ken Silva again, uh, covering. There was essentially a <laughs> tranny Nazi uh, that got arrested by the FBI recently. Uh, they got Laney. It happened, uh, and I knew it was going to happen eventually. Uh, and here it is. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the key point that I, I, for one, obviously it's a tr Nazi tranny, which is something else. Uh, and they started posting racist and cynic com com uh, content. Um, and this was, uh, this is one, obviously one of those ones where they were aware of it, but I think, and this is something I think Radix goes a little bit into her video, uh, which is kind of interesting. She might, she probably has, she has some other information there. It was right after, uh, let me see if I can find it. The FBI interviewed West last September, October, October. West's name was Wyona Wolf at that time. Keep in mind, this is a male to female tranny. Um, and so Wyona, Wy, I don't even know how you would pronounce that. Wyona, Wyona Wolf. Uh, so this was her, her name at the, his name, whatever, at the point, at that point, when they were first interviewed by FBI and change its name later to, let me see, uh, Elizabeth West, it changed it to another name. Uh, so now this is at least its third identity. Uh, it's, and then right after meeting with, being interviewed by the FBI for some of these issues, that's when they really cranked it up and began to post racist and anti-Semitic con uh, content. Well, I feel like it's describing everyone in the live chat right now, but no, this, is, uh, <laughs> this was legit stuff. Uh, I'm not gonna go through all of them, uh, this is stuff where kind of makes you a concern, kind of borderline threats, and that's like what they end up getting arrested for. But once again, go check out Radix's uh, video. I think uh, you'll see kind of if you do why uh, I'm saying go check it out. Because uh, in that, uh, kind of what I'm alluding to is maybe, I'm not saying for sure, and kind of looks like maybe some MKUltra stuff. Just saying. Uh, you know? DID, dissociative uh, identity, which is like a big part of MKUltra, is kind of creating separate identities. And here you have someone with three of them, uh, and one that went reeling after meeting with the feds. So, I don't know, take that take that for a grain of salt. Uh, either way, go check out Radix Verum's video on that. Uh, yeah, uh, she does. She really dug into that, and uh, you know, just check out her channel in general, great stuff. Uh, if you guys have anything else in here, let me know. That's all I got for right now. I probably should have slowed down my talking. I'm not used to doing these solo episodes, but it's good to get this practice in. I'm more of a guest guy. Uh, but yeah, if you guys have any other questions, let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to slip out of here. I'm going to check the live chat, see what else we got. Uh, heck, they're doing more than scratching backs, referring to that uh, video earlier. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know what to say about that one. They're... they're like, I don't know what he's getting at. He was alluding to the cartel. Like, is he trying to say the cartel's running shit over here? I, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, boo, 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 boo. All right. Uh, any good uh, book recommendations uh, for MKUltra? Uh, Chaos by Tom O'Neill's a good one. Uh, that's not specifically about MKUltra, but it gets into it a lot. Um, it's... More specifically about Charles Manson, but it really gets into that. It gets into Jolly West and his connections with Manson. He was over there and what the, uh, God, I always forget the name of the place, but uh, kind of where Manson was at, he was kind of hanging out in those clinics. Uh, you know, they were essentially doing uh, almost like, um, they were almost, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess doing research essentially on the hippies around there. And Manson and his girls were in frequent contact with those people. Uh, there's another one. I think it's Poisoner in Chief, if I recall correctly, and that's an that's got an audiobook version of it as well. Uh, and that one goes into Gottlieb, which is kind of the father uh, of MKUltra, or you could even say grandfather, because a lot of people look at like Jolly West as that. So he's not specifically MKUltra. Height Height Street Clinic, yeah, Neo Amish dude, got it. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, Poisoner in Chief, Gottlieb. He was kind of like I guess you could say the guy above uh, West. Uh, Wes is just kind of more the more, one of the more renowned like uh, MK Ultra guys. I, I wouldn't say he was kind of like the guy running it. That would be more like Gottlieb, uh, although he was doing other shit as well. Uh, he was, and it's called Poisoner in Chief because he was also kind of doing. I forget the specific uh, stuff he was running, but the projects he was running was stuff in the realm of like MK Ultra, plus also like weird like bio, uh, you know, 
bioweapon type stuff, like more like stuff you could use to like assassinate people type stuff, those type of things. That, that was the kind of stuff he was fucking with. Uh, I'm, I can't try to think if there's any other ones. Uh, if you, if you actually, if you guys uh, know of any other ones, definitely let me know. Cause MK ultra is one of those ones that like, I have struggled to find any good books on it. There's not a lot. Uh, so, I mean, those are really probably the, only, I think those are probably the only two I've really read. Everything else, it just kind of came up elsewhere. I know Aberration in the Heartland of the Real, Wendy's book has a, a really, really, really good portion of that. That's about MKUltra. But I mean, I wouldn't suggest going to that book just for MKUltra. I mean, obviously there's other stuff. Uh, I guess same thing for, uh, Chaos, uh, which is the, the Manson one. Uh, which really shows how <laughs> how uh, tight, uh, how close the connections were with some CIA stuff in him. Uh, but yeah, uh, not a book, but MK Ultra briefing book containing brief summaries of each of the 149 MK Ultra sub projects. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I may, I'm probably gonna completely forget about that. If you have me on Twitter, DM me that and tell me about that. Um, uh, hey Jose, great episode with Pete. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, hey Jose, where can I best contact you? Went on Ahmed's Civil Offense show earlier. I'd be interested in having you on in a few months. Would you be interested? Sure. Yeah, no problem. Uh, uh, I guess so. Yeah. Um, hit me up on Twitter if you have me on Twitter at Targeting Jose. Um, if you, I guess Facebook. I'm also Jose Galison on Facebook. I hardly use it, but if you if you add me, uh, especially if you tell me what your name is, I'm not gonna lie. I don't I don't accept all the friend requests on Facebook because you get so many spammy ones, I get them all the time. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd be glad to. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I, your name's into the Agora, so I'm assuming you're more in theory. If you can't tell, I've kind of not talked about theory as much lately and been more into uh, more parapolitics, but I'm sure at some point I'll get back into theory. And I guess I have no problem talking about it, although I'm definitely rusty. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'd be, I'd be happy to go on your channel for sure. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other ways to contact me. Obviously, I'm not going to give my number out in a stream. Uh, but yeah, the Twitter is probably the best place to get a hold of me at targeting Jose. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really know other ways to contact me, honestly, other than giving you my number. Uh, but yeah, uh, what's your opinion on the libertarians in New Hampshire, Jose? Are they going to accomplish anything significant or is that pretty much a dead movement now? I, I don't know. I'm torn on that one. I think it is. I think there's depth. I mean, I, I do think concentration's good. Uh, I mean, Although I will say, like, to some extent, the overarching organization of it might have some issues, but, like, that kind of doesn't really matter. If anything, I wouldn't mind. I, I don't care what happens to the overarching organization of the free state stuff. That's kind of irrelevant. Just the idea that there are a bunch of people there with similar ideas in a similar area um, makes it much easier for people to network, you know, especially if you're living right next to someone. That's great. Uh, I mean, I think networking, you know, amongst agorist or, you know, libertarian minded people, I think obviously like concentration is just good in general. Um, so, I mean, as we've been able to see with some of the New Hampshire stuff, a lot of the rhetoric of people, you know, on the, like on the big stage has gotten, got way more liberty-ish uh, before going to New Hampshire for this whole caucus stuff right now. I think it really kind of tells they're, they're playing to the audience. So, I mean, it, there's something to the fact there's a lot more uh, libertarian people there. Although I will say it is a little gay how uh, fucking militant some of those people are. Uh, like, I don't know. I'm not moving to New Hampshire. I'm just not. I don't know. It's not feasible. Um, I've got a life here. but And really, I think Florida is not too bad of a place to be either. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say it's a dead movement. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, don't, I guess I don't have strong opinions. It's kind of a wait and see thing. Uh, I mean, so far as like political, I don't know, but at the end of the day, like, I do think this, that's a, it's a situation where we'll allow for more freedom to thrive. All right, guys, I'm going to do my uh, ending plugs. And if you guys got any other questions, you know, I'll, I'll address them if you're done with my little spiel, but yeah, you can guys can find me on Twitter. As I was saying before at targeting Jose, uh, you know, make sure to like, share, subscribe, comment, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, I do, I should have dropping, uh, probably Friday. I have dropping uh, an episode I have with BX and she just, and we kind of touched it a little bit in our show uh, that I did with her, but there, there, she just did, a, go check her out on Twitter. Uh, and she has a rumble channel too. She just did a really good episode kind of expanding more on a, on something that uh, Ken Silva wrote on recently with the kind of connections to the, like the pipe bombing stuff. 
And uh, this gets into, this, I don't even know how to summarize it without sounding insane. Uh, essentially, there was kind of like a counterterrorism operator that seemed to think they found or they knew about the pipe bomb stuff. And then all of a sudden she disappeared. It's kind of like, what did she know? Uh, I guess BX had kind of sort of, I don't know if she was specifically in contact with her, but she was at least in contact with like a friend of Jade and kind of seen a lot of Jade stuff. I think it was actually BX who was kind of giving the information to Ken to write the article on it. So that's kind of where that was his source, I believe. Uh, but yeah, I definitely go check that out. And then, like I said, that episode's going to be dropping in a couple of days. So we'll go into that a little bit more. But if you want to really dive into that, go check out her channel. Uh, but yeah, if you want to support me, guys, Patreon.com, Noah Jose 2020. Uh, I mean, you guys are, you know, those who support me on there, you guys are making it so I can do what I want. Um, training device meme bomb. Worked as a DHA contract. That shit was 100% a training device meme bomb. I, are you talking about, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, the training device meme bomb. I mean, are you referring to the Jew or something? But either way, um, yeah, no, um, I am going to be, I'm still waiting to announce specifics on this, uh, but I'm going to be going back up to Timcast here soon. Looking like middle of the next month. So I'll get more specifics later because I'm waiting till we get more specifics till things are 100% confirmed before I give you guys information. But be on the lookout for that. And it's because of you guys, you patrons, or even you guys who, you know, shared around stuff like that is, is uh, it's what's, you know, it's what you guys are what help me do this kind of sh type of shit. And I'd like to be able to get to a point at some point where I can start doing more. So if I'm able to... I know I hate sound like I'm e-bagging, but you know if you guys want to want to see more of this type of stuff, especially like with my uh, like OKC type stuff, I definitely want to dig more into that. I'd like to at some point do uh, I'd like to at some point do like a you know a Yiki documentary if I could somehow do that. I've already kind of talked to Radix, so I think I might be able to do that. You know, kind of I have friends and I've made uh, connections that I think could make it so it wouldn't be too hard to do it. But I'm definitely not in any sort of place right now where I could. So, I mean, in the future, hopefully, maybe I get some more support, uh, you know, kind of get to a point. Because right now, I'm kind of just, I'm barely making ends meet. Because uh, you guys, like I said, I got out of the active duty military a while ago. Uh, I say barely, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making ends meet. But I'm not to the point, I, I'm still working multiple jobs. Uh, and if I want to be able to have time and money to do that type of stuff, I'm going to have to start getting more support. But, you know, if not, it's fine. I mean, you know, it's, it is what it is. I'll keep doing what I'm doing as long as I have some I guess if I get to a point where I've done, then I'll just kind of, I'm screaming to the void. So whatever. But yeah, I uh, appreciate all you guys who showed up. And with that, we are out.